This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. How is everyone doing? Not doing too many live streams currently, but a special one here with Karen Quick today. She is an Amazon influencer. I was on her show and you should check her out. If you don't watch Amazon Lives, I'm doing them currently, I don't know, five to seven hours per day. If my boss is watching, I'm working and people watch me work. So very interesting model. But Karen's show was interesting too. Because I mean, aside from me being on it, haha. But her format was very interesting. So she basically had four segments. She talked to me about my new book. She she showed a product. Then she got me distracted. I was looking at the product. And then she asked me a question. I didn't hear her because I know I'm now shopping. You know, that's kind of how it goes. Um, and then she talked to me again. And then basically, um, she showed the product, showed another product. And so she did that five, four times, maybe something like that. While we're talking about my books, my friend, I am pleased to announce, I hate when marketing people use that term, but I cannot tell you how pleased I am that my book is now out in hardcover. I I think it's fair to say it's not very many self-published books that are out in hardcover. So I am out in hardcover, available in like Five countries, United States, UK, Germany, uh, France, I think, Spain, Italy. So any of those, you can get it there. Today, we want to talk to Karen about how do we um, turn our content into cash. Things. You know, we all want to monetize our content, but what does that mean? So I'm interested to hear her definition. We'll get her on the East too. And Karen has a book as well on Amazon that's highlighted in the carousel. So if you're not connected with me on Amazon, AuthenticStorytelling.net forward slash live sends you right over to Amazon. Let's get her on the show here. Karen, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us. Hi, it's going well. How are you today? Hanging in there, living the dream, so to speak, as they say. Um, It's definitely, it's a Friday. Um, and you know, good week, lots of, lots of things got done and then moving forward. So really appreciate you making the time. So, uh, I mean, first of all, tell, tell people about your show. Oh, like, um, and I, I don't know if I've seen other people do that exact same model. I'm always interested in trying different things and, and whatnot. So, so tell us, tell us about that. What's, um, what inspired you to, to run the show the way you do? So my show, I on my show, I tar- I showcase authors who have books on Amazon so to give them more visibility. And during the show, the structure of the show is I interview my authors and I ask them a question. And then my first goal is to get people to purchase their books. Because I know as an author, to sell your books, to get your books out there. We're not 
by nature marketers, right? So most authors, they think when they write their book and they put it out on Amazon, it's going to sell, right? And they don't have an idea about this marketing world. Like me, I struggled with the marketing piece at first as well. So I designed this show to get authors to help market authors to the world. And so I promote their book and then I promote a product that's complimentary on Amazon. So for example, eyeglasses, reading glasses, right? Well, if you're reading a book, you're sometimes after looking at a computer all day, your eyes are strained. So, you know, I promote the eyeglasses or ring lights. So if you uh, are online reading the book, you may be doing a book club or, you need a ring light. So I use complimentary products. And then this also gives the author a chance to breathe. Because <laughs> after we're drilling them with question after question after question, right? It's always good. You know, I take a lot of pressure off of my authors. Because believe it or not, a lot of the authors that I've interviewed are introverts by nature, right? And so a lot of them have been just stressed out about doing the interview. And then all of them have got off the interview and have told me, you know what, Karen, doing the interview with you, I felt so relaxed and, you know, it was fun and I just can't wait to do it again. And that's the response that I really want. And so that's why I structured it in those segments to where I ask five questions and in between each segment, I promote the book first and then I promote products off of Amazon. And that's the reason why I do it. Fantastic. And certainly, you know, I'm an introvert as well, believe it or not. And, and I've been, I was told uh, being an introvert does not mean that you can't publicly speak. It just means you don't get energy from it. So even though I can talk here with you, but I'm not necessarily, you know, drawing energy for it. I'll be worn out. I'll be tired when we're done. Um, by the way, if you're wondering, guys, why I'm dressed the way I'm dressed today, um, Iowa Hawkeye women basketball in the Sweet 16 tomorrow so, of course, the podcast version of this you won't hear before uh, the game. But that's why I'm supporting the Iowa Hawkeye uh, women's basketball team today and tomorrow. There you go. Okay. Go Hawks. Go Once Iowa Hawks. Hawkeyes. Yes. Go I, women. Go Iowa Hawkeye women. So, interestingly, and of course, we, we do want to make money on Amazon. And I've, I've had a lot of success on Amazon. I, I, it's funny because I didn't even know anything about Amazon Live before, like, uh, Thanksgiving last year like four months ago and now you know we're at over a quarter million in, in sold items so really appreciate everybody tuning in and everybody um, watching there and all the other different channels so tell us about as a content creator how do we, i mean it's like the never-ending question right how do we turn our content into cash like what are your strategies how do we start and you're totally correct when you say about the book Writing the book is the easy part. Marketing is is where the work starts. So I'm with you 100%. So to give us some tips. As a content person, how do we start thinking about turning our content into cash? Yes. Yeah, so I'm very passionate about helping people to monetize their content. Because, again, we think we create the content it's going to sell and we think we create the content, the content's going to speak for itself. But in turn, you have to be a marketer as well. And you have to think like a marketer. Once you write your book, your author hat comes off, then your marketer hat comes on. Or if it's a video, once you produce the video, your producer's hat come off and then your marketing hat comes on. And then once with your marketing hat on, you should be thinking of ways, okay, I have this content. 
let's get out of the constant hamster wheel to where we're always cranking out new content, always writing new books, always writing new um, books. Let's think of how can we take the content that we have? I'm sure a lot of us have content that are clogging up our hard drives on our computers. Our drop boxes are to the max that we've having to buy more memory <laughs> uh, through through Dropbox because it's just content everywhere, right? So I want to challenge you to think different. All of your content is assets that you have and those assets are monetizable. So for example, if you have a podcast episode like we're creating today with Kristoff, how can you take that podcast episode and get the most mileage from it. So when you think differently like that, you think, okay, I've done an hour of a podcast. I could give that podcast to a videographer if you're not good at video yourself. And that videographer could cut that podcast up into five or six or eight or 10 steps, which you can then turn into a course that you can sell someone. Um, and so you can also take the same podcast episode and you can create an ebook. So each of those questions that Kristoff asked me, I can turn those into chapters in a book, right? And I can sell that book. So that's another way I'm leveraging this same podcast that's created once. And then you could take this podcast episode and turn it into a blog post. And you can put it on your blog. You can put it on your social media sites. If you have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, you can put it on the various sites that way as well to get a lot of mileage out of this one podcast, right? So I hope you all are seeing ways that you can take one piece of content and start monetizing that content. Because everything I've mentioned, you can sell, right? And you can have membership sites to where you're loading up episodes and membership sites. And you may be charging $7 a month to be a part of that membership site. And you roll out content, you know, on a monthly, bi-weekly basis or a weekly basis, just depending on how you set your content schedule up and strategy up. But those are just some, to name a few, those are just some of the ways that I want you all to start thinking not constantly creating, let's get out of the creating and let's uh, new content, but let's see how we can take the content we have and generate a revenue, a content revenue wheel around those assets and start monetizing them. It's a, the, the content hamster wheel. I can relate to that. And, and, you know, certainly we always need to create something new somewhere one way or another, but how do we optimize what we already have? So for example, the one thing I know you kind of breezed over and that's fine because it's kind of, kind of my area, I think to an, to an extent, but we're doing a live stream today, right? So we're already live on Amazon, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. And as far as I can tell, it's working everywhere. So so fantastic. That is not always the case. And we also have Phil Hill, no smart home tech. That's his channel name, I think. Over on Amazon, he's saying, hey, Christoph and Karen. I'm, uh, hey, so Phil. thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, always nice to see you. Um, really quickly, if you're wondering how we live stream, switcherstudio.com, Trap One gets you your first month off. Definitely a big fan. So we do switcher to restream to all the different channels. Nice. Why not? Why not give it a try, right? Um, how about, um, so do you, um, do you think people should, um, monetize their content directly or indirectly? So I'll give you an example. Somebody buys my book. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I'm I'm monetizing my content, right? Even though the margins are pretty low-ish, <laughs> um, but uh-huh. right, that's a direct. So then an indirect would be somebody wants to come on my Amazon Live, like a brand, or somebody wants to do sponsored articles, or that's kind of more indirect, right? Because you build an audience, or somebody wants to. Where's that mix, and how do you feel about that setup? So I think you should do both. I think you should market indirectly and directly. So to your point, when we post our content on Amazon or whatever portal, our book is truly a direct way, right? But within the book, if you're encouraging the audience that are reading the book to continue to follow you on social media, to download a freebie off of your website, right? It may be a complimentary checklist. It may be a complimentary spreadsheet. It could be a mind map that goes with your book. And once they download that book in an indirect way, you have their email address now, right? And so once you get their email address, that's a whole nother world of emailing and nurturing those clients, right? By sending them that um, information of value, and then at the end of that value, offering them something, um, a piece of your content to purchase. So I truly believe along the customer journey, there are things we can monetize directly and indirectly along the path. So for example, when someone first steps into your ecosystem and they are, they are they may not be as aware of their problem, but they saw your freebie that you gave them. So you're going to start nurturing that list. You're going to start adding value. And people, it's like the law of reciprocity. The more you give, the more you receive. And so people are going to start getting more attracted to you because they're going to be like, okay, this person is really helping me, right? So then when you offer them something of value, they're going to buy it nine times out of 10 because you've already given so much value through the email sequence that you're going to send them through when they download that uh, lead magnet or that freebie off of your website, you know, so that's an indirect that leads to a direct sale eventually. Um, And I don't believe it has to take forever. You know, some people say, you know, well, you have to give 10 times before you ask, but I believe if it just depends on how you set it up. Right. So I teach my clients on giving value and that value could be within one video. Right. If this, if it's value is value. And at the end of that video, you could definitely invite someone to purchase your book or invite them to purchase a course to go deeper with you. The point is giving value. I believe if the value is is valid because there is some people out there that's giving false value <laughs> and, 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 you know, just baiting people to make a sale. But if it's true value that you're giving, if people are truly learning something and walking away smarter than when they um, came into your world, they will appreciate that. And they will want to go with you on the customer journey of your ecosystem of products. Yeah, what's interesting too about you know what's value? Of course, that's in the eye of the beholder. But um, you know, if I'm actively looking for something, you know, I might buy it on the first time I see something from you. It also depends on how big of a how big of a purchase is. I mean, I'll give you an example. So you and I met, I don't know, but not that long before your live show with me, 
and you right. were showing products and all this stuff. And and I literally clicked on them because what you did, you did such a good job having my topic and then you have related products and you could tell they were related because I found them interesting and it's the topic we're talking about. So I literally click on the things. I'm like, oh, a light with a with a whatever it was remote. I need that, you know, with a remote. I need that. So um, so I, you know, I didn't buy it, I don't think. But but I, I got close, <laughs> okay. you know, I got close. So the point is. Um, yes, you don't need 8,000 touches on some things. On some things, you need more, especially when you're trying to convince people. I'll give you an example. The going live concept basically is about um, everybody starting a podcast. You know, It's not actually supposed to be for live streamers like you who are already in the live stream game. You can totally take it and now create a podcast. But it's really for all the people that are saying, let's do a podcast. And I'm saying, hold on a second before you do it. Do a live stream first so you reach more people. Um, tell me about how did you get going in the live stream uh, arena and how is that fitting into your overall strategy? So how I got started in the live stream arena, arena I've been speaking for 20 plus years, but I was never monetizing my speaking. And so... Uh, one year I decided, you know what, I am going to look deeper into the speaking arena. And, you know, how can I monetize my speaking? So I actually hired a coach. Um, his name is Jonathan Sprinkles, um, a speaking coach of mine. And the whole quick six concept was born. And that's my program that I developed to help career women. Um, and my book, Cubanomics as well, was solely developed initially to help career women to get unstuck in corporate America and get the raises and promotions that they deserve. Well, a piece of that was, okay, Karen, how do I get this book into the world, right? And so I was thinking through ways to market this book and I had met with another marketing coach and she was like, well, you need to go live and you need to start telling people about your book. And I was like, well, how do I do that, <laughs> right? So had to sit down and come up with a strategy on doing that. But what I did was what I call prescription-based marketing. So everyone has a problem, right? And so in your book, your book addresses those problems that people may have. And so what I did was I went through my book and I pulled out 20 problems that people had. And so I said, I'm going to go live every day and address each problem. Well, the reason why it's prescription-based is because I tell people what page the problem is on, right? So they know when they buy my book, right? So that's the indirect way to sell my book. They know, okay, I need to go to chapter two, page 15, because this is where Karen said it's going to show me how I network better, right? Or how I gain visibility in the workplace. So um, that is how I started going live and why I started going live. And it has truly, you know, grown my audience tremendously and has sold a lot of my books, um, gotten me speaking opportunities. Um, for the book as well. I've spoken for a lot of large organizations, companies, um, pharmaceutical companies, as well as colleges um, around my area as well. So it has truly um, been a blessing to monetize my content through live streams. And camera, people can connect with you better on camera. 
And so if you are shy or an introvert and don't want to get on camera, I want to encourage you, camera is your friend. And practice first by yourself in a mirror uh, and get comfortable <laughs> being uncomfortable. But camera is truly a way to build a quick audience and to start getting your content and your message out into the world. And um, on the book, you're talking about Cubanomics, right? Correct. So check that out. That is in the carousel, currently highlighted as well. Yes, and Cubanomics, Cubanomics, yeah. You got you it right there to flat. That's how <laughs> that's how good authors do it, even though I don't know. My books are all the way back there. <laughs> so I have to get up and show you my better side before I return. Um, what's interesting, too, about the, the, the camera. So I don't, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm shy. I'm definitely an introvert, but um, don't even think of the camera like a camera. Just, you know, have a conversation and it makes it so much easier. And that's kind of what I've learned. Now, there is a lot of energy that comes out of it, quite frankly. But once you kind of get past that, it works. Also, get a light at some point, you know, get a better camera, but you don't have to start there. Um, and think of it as a conversation. So that's that's really the way I do it. And, you know, I love how you repurpose your content all over all the time. And I did the same thing with my book and I do it, you know, all the time. We're doing uh, the live stream here and then we're going to turn that into probably episode 358 at the end of April. So you can kind of see the time frame of, you know, what we're doing here. Don't hold nice. me to it. Could change. Could move up. Could move back. Um, <laughs> So okay. is your background, so you wrote a book, obviously, but would, do you consider yourself a writer or what's your background? So my background is information technology. I am a global tech leader and I've worked in IT for 26 plus years, about 20, I shouldn't say 26 plus, about 26 years. Um, and so I have a technology background and actually I went in, in high school, <laughs> I, I joke about it now, but my English teacher said, Karen, you're committing academic suicide, right? And so, because <laughs> writing was just never something I enjoyed doing. And that's one reason I love math. And so technology was the thing for me because I love math. It's writing and knowing where to put the semicolon and the comma and the question mark. So I give you hope. If you want to write a book and you're not a writer, I definitely give you hope because writing was not my forte. But the great thing about it is I want to encourage you to write because they have editors <laughs> that are very good at knowing where the periods go, knowing where the semicolons go and all the correct adverbs, adverbs to make sure that it flows properly. So that I'm truly not a author by nature, but I am one that through writing my books <laughs> so that's a, that's good advice for everyone so if you don't even think you're a writer you know you could you could still uh, potentially write i also don't think of myself as an author you know writing i mean my 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 one book on content performance culture it, it's like forty seven thousand words the, the last one is about twenty six thousand or 27,000. So it's, you know, I mean, that's a lot of writing for a guy that doesn't think of himself as an author per se. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if I consider myself a writer, definitely a content strategist, content content uh, tier, as some people like to say. But um, yeah, it's always, you always have to find the different ways to, to monetize your content. And then 
So, but how do I get started quickly? I mean, don't I need an audience? You know, don't I need, like, what do I need to, to monetize it? And I'll give you an example. Like on Amazon, you know, my first, I did it the first time. And as you know, there's different levels. And I was on that first level and it was Jim Fuchs and Chris Stone. They were on the show and they talked about it and, and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll try it tomorrow. It was yeah. Black Friday. I'll try it. It's like, I like, and I was on, I was on air like three hours. I'm like, this is too much work for like two bucks or whatever. Okay. And so, of course, you have to get us to a certain level to actually see results. So then I got to the next level and I started seeing people watching. You know, in the last couple of days, it's been like, I don't know, 50, 60,000 people watching. Today is a little slower, interestingly. So I don't know what's going on today. But how do, but I can't, I don't want to say I stumbled into it, but I kind of did. You know, and so how, like, how do we build an audience quickly? And of course, the, the multi-channel strategy is what I'm doing here. It's it's working, and I'm learning a lot too. Meeting great people like you and others. What other tips do you have? Where do people start? So I would say, if you don't have a large audience, to start with, what you do have, right? So if you have a social media page, it may have your friends and family on there, right? But you never know who your friends and family know. So you can always get you a group of about 20 people that, that really love you and you really trust and set up a strategy with them to say, hey, guys, I'm trying to build my business and I'm going to be going live. And if you could share this video with 20 of your friends, right, that may be interested in this topic, right? So then they share it. So that's 20 and they're sharing to 20, right? So you see how the audience continues can grow and grow in that manner. And then I encourage you to set up a Facebook business page um, that you can start going live on your um, business page, sharing it to your personal page. And then that strategy with asking 20 of your closest family and friends to share it to 20 of their friends who may be interested in the topic is a very quick way to start getting your content out there through the world. Now, don't say share it on the video because Facebook frowns on that now. <laughs> With the like and the share, Facebook's starting to frown on that. But if these are your closest friends and family, you can inbox them and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or you can call them. Hey, I need your help. This is what I'm doing. I need you to think of your friends who may need a website if that's what your, your niche is. Think of your friends who may need to write a book. Whatever your mm -hmm. niche is, think of, ask them to target their friends who they think would be interested in the topic because otherwise it's going to be ineffective. And then once they started sharing, you've already got instant trust because you're coming through the person you asked to refer you. So that's how you build that no like, and trust quicker than going to a completely co-audience of people who may not know you. But once you do get your Facebook page up, my other strategy is to create really short videos, one minute videos, right? Now this is gonna be good for you if you're shy, right? It's like, yes, 60 seconds. Yes, 60 seconds videos, right? And then just boost them for a little bit of money, a dollar a day. Don't boost them for a lot of money, right? So boost them, Facebook has a feature if you have a business page to where mm -hmm. you can boost them, boost them for a dollar a day and don't run it forever. Do it for five days. 
And then you can you will start to see what audience are resonating with your content. And then those are the people you retarget. That's the beautiful thing about it, right? You can in Facebook, and I know I'm going deep on this marketing stuff, but if you want to know more, you can get in contact with me. But Facebook has a way where we can run ads and we can retarget people who are interested in our content. And that's what another strategy to quickly get people interested in what you have to say and what you have to sell because it's all about monetizing that content. <laughs> so what's interesting about your comments as well as, I mean, it's it, mostly it's really content strategy, right? And some, some paid strategy in there. Um, so it's not just about creating content, but it's how do you get it in front of people? How do you, um, how do you stay connected with them? And, and the other thing, the visual I had in my, my head when you were just talking. So I think Rob Moore is maybe the first person who put this in my head. He's, um, he works at Vox Pop Me with me, which of course is a, um, a video survey platform for brands that you can, you know you can get feedback from your customers using uh, video very easily on the on your phone. Nice. And he's and, and he mentioned the wave, right? So I'm looking at my content strategy like I'm riding the wave. I'm not. I can't tell the wave where it's gonna go, but I can ride it. So Facebook, so when you said Facebook frowning, I mean, whatever, they all frown on stuff all the time, but they're the wave, right? I can yeah. control Facebook. I can control Google. I can control Amazon Live. You know, the numbers were awesome the last few days. Today, they look they they look to be a little lower. So I'm just riding the wave, you know, and, and, yes. and that's, I, I think when, when uh, Rob mentioned that to me, that was such a fantastic example, but how do we find the time to get the surfboard ready to stay in shape <laughs> so we don't fall off to still create you know the the content to still optimize the content to to drive to the ocean i mean all this stuff takes time how do we like like how do you prioritize Yes. Yeah, so that's why it's important to take what you have right stop creating get out the creating zone so take what you have you already have a lot of content if you're anything like me i know your laptop your your wherever you store your content is full right so start there you already have things that's already created how can you package what you already have so that cuts down time right there packaging what you have into a product right and so that reduces probably a month's worth of work right there. <laughs> and then it's not all about you, right? It's about who. Who can you hire to help you to get it done quicker, faster? So there's sites out there where you can hire like a Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, where you can hire help of people who will take your content and they will package it into a program for you. If you don't have time to do it, there's people on Fiverr that will take your videos and clip it up for you if you don't have time. So it's not always about you learning or even you doing. So change your mindset to the who, not the how, especially if you are time starved, right? You already have a lot of things on your 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 time, your time right now that's buying against your time, especially with COVID. A lot of parents are at home schooling and got to pick up the kids, take them to sports and do all kinds of different things, right? So your time is very precious right now. So think of who 
not always how I can make it done happen. Because if you can pay someone, that's valuable <laughs> to get your time back. And they can do the work, but it's still your content. You still get credit for it. It's still 100%. You have rights to it, to sell it. All they're doing is helping you to get it ready, to helping you get it out to the world so that you can start monetizing and making money off of it. Certainly, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but it sometimes feels like we are sprinting. It was great to have you on the show. Content to cashnow.com is where you can check her out. Also on Amazon, um, you can connect with her there, LinkedIn, other places. Uh, really appreciate you making the time today. And um, I don't know, one of these days, I will have to maybe steal your half minutes. Um, segments is actually not a bad idea anyways, but, um, (laughs) you know, there's already so much going on here that I got to kind of pick my battles. Uh, Hey, it was great to have you, uh, see you again, have you on the show. Really appreciate you making the time and sharing your expertise today. And thank you, Christoph, for having me on your podcast. It was amazing. And I'm thank you for just giving me the time with your audience. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.